Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another Rugby League Down South. This is probably a programme I should have done a while ago. What a season it's been for London clubs. A slightly new look and feel to how these podcasts are going to uh, develop. I just thought that if I am lucky enough to record an interview with someone about the game in the South, I'll podcast each individual interview in its singularity. It'll save a little bit of time putting things together. It'll also mean you maybe get a slightly more content than what you've had over the last few months. And my apologies for that. My life is running away with me. And um, I haven't had time and disappointed to say I haven't managed to get to a Broncos game or indeed any other club so far this year. Something I am hoping to rectify in the next few weeks. But to start this new look, lucky enough to uh, put a call into the um, London Broncos owner, David Hughes. The club finishing second in the uh, championship table into the Super 8s now, into the uh, middle section. The qualifiers, I think it is. Um, Could face the million pound game if they finish fourth or fifth in this division of eight. Which way will it go? How will they do? And how has the season been for the owner? Um, it does make a slight Freudian slip in the first couple of answers, referring to Andrew Henderson as Ian. We'll let him get away with that, but I've been having a chat with the Broncos boss, David Hughes. Hope you enjoy this, and there'll be more to come, I promise. David, you mentioned a bit of a wobble recently, but but really looking back on it, it's been a good year, hasn't it? Yeah, excellent year. I mean, we finished uh, a genuine second in the championship, you know, qualifying with uh, just below Lee safe about three weeks ago irrespective of results so we can't complain we've been pretty consistent during the year yeah it's been as i'm gonna say a bit of a a wait for a year like this um you've put the time and effort in have you enjoyed watching your team this year yeah i think so you know we're disappointed a bit last year but this year you know we've got a a really sound coach in uh, ian henderson really really top coach and very dedicated guy and uh his work ethic and his ethic around the club in terms of policy and culture is quite uh, outstanding and uh, I think all the players have bought into that so we've got a very honest squad and a very uh, close-knit team this year. Do you know, it's ages since I I spoke to Hendo, it was right at the beginning of the season and he was saying, you know, I think we've got a squad here that's that's capable of doing something. You must have been happy with the squad that was recruited and does that give you faith in the people that you're already signing up for next year? Uh, it does. I, you know, we, I work a lot closer now with uh, Andrew. Uh, of course, I'm the knowledge of the championship where you tend to find a lot of players come from. It's very helpful if he's played up there for quite a time. So, And I tend to remember being my age, I remember a lot of players as well. So we do combine to uh, mm. try and mutually agree who we sign and, very important, who will fit in. Who, who've been your stars this year, David? Uh, that's a good question. I, I think I wouldn't like to say there's a star this year because each week there's a different man of the match. And I think, in a way, that's good in that it is a team. It's a cliche team effort, but it is a team effort. And they do play well together. So it differs week to week, actually. And I was, I say I was surprised. I, I was. I almost fell off my chair when I saw that Jamie Soward was heading back to the club. How did all that come about? Well, uh, 
Jamie uh, was being released by Penrith, uh, and he had another year on his contract, and uh, that was his own business, what happened down there. But uh, he said he wanted to come back over, and uh, I got in touch with him, and we backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, and uh, he agreed to uh, come to London again. He thoroughly enjoyed his time last time. He sees a challenge, and uh, he's here with us now, and... Uh, it potentially is here through next season as well. It depends on how we do and, you know, uh, how we go forward. But he's very loyal to London and he won't make any other decision till the end of this season. And it's highly likely he'll stay with us. Do you know, it's amazing, David. I mean, we've talked about it before, haven't we, about how people come to the club and they just feel something for it. And someone like Jamie, you know, who has no real um, desire or need in terms of his potential career... Um, but sees London as where he wants to be. That that must be an honour for someone like you. It is, and you know, I think when some of the kids, even from the north, come down, a lot of them do buy into it. People like Danny Orr, who's now at Cash on mm. Dow Powell, he loved it down there. And there's quite a few Northerners as well, not just the, if you like, guys from down under who they do buy into it. It is different playing for a club like. Uh, London. You can ask someone like Sean Edwards who talks about it sometimes. It's very different playing in a team like London. It's very different than being, being say, at Bradford or Lee or Wigan. It's very different. And so it is unique. And if they buy into it, it's wonderful. What's it been like at Ealing this year? I mentioned just before we started recording that unfortunately I've not been able to make it. I I am still hoping. Uh, I know that the fixtures are running out. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, But what has it been like there? Uh... I can only say it's a breath of fresh air. The owners there, you know, and Mike Gooley, who owns Trailfinders, have been tremendous, and they've offered us every uh, opportunity to make it work, and uh, we don't tread on the toes of the rugby union team. We have different training times. We can access the pitch because it's a 4G pitch. And uh, we've built our own gymnasium there, so independent to the union club on that. Well, they've been more than uh, welcoming, and they've, I think it's a massive contribution. We've got everything there. We've got food there. We've got a gym there. We can get on the main pitch as and when we wish almost to train on that, which you couldn't do at many of the other facilities we've played at. So by far the best facility, by far the best uh, combination with the owners and with trail planners I've ever found, really. And it makes a massive difference. Really, would you say that? I mean, I know some people might say the facilities in terms of um, the size might not compare to where you've been before, but do you think this is the the best deal that you've had? Uh, Yeah, it's not just financial. I would say just in terms of being made welcome, yes. uh, uh, When you've got uh, two other interests, another interest rather, another club, you tend to be fighting for space, accommodation, office accommodation. The office accommodation we have here, the access to the pitch, we've built our own, a really big gym, the Super League type gym. Uh, it makes a massive difference. And uh, yes, it, in terms of facilities, we, we will expand to Super League standards if and when we got there. And there's plenty of space and, and permissions to do that around the ground. That was my next question. If you dare to dream and think about that, could you have Super League, Rugby League at Ealing? Absolutely. We've already clarified that and cleared that with the RFL. It's just a question of, you know, putting in the stands where at the Stoop they had temporary stands, if yep. you recall, and places yep. like yep. that. Yep. You can do it. It's a, it's a nice challenge to have. Uh, I think and because there is a, a genuinely open space, there's about uh, five rugby pitches there. There is space around the ground to put in the stands without, uh, you know, too many legal tie-ups in terms of planning permission. 
How hard are the Super 8s going to be? You, you played in the, the lower end of the competition for the plate last year. Um, you've obviously sort of improved as a whole looking at the league table for, for this year, but how difficult are these next few fixtures going to be? Well, again, I would say, well, I was asked that question the other day, and you don't really know till you go. We've been to Lee, and we should have won at Lee. We got beat just uh, finally at the beginning of the season. When Lee came down there, they bashed us up in the first half, and they're way ahead of us. Uh, Lee have uh, loaded up with a massive amount of personnel, top-class people in the last three or four months, and uh, so they look extremely strong. I can't really say what it would be like playing against a Super League team. Uh, Batley are strong on it. Just go through the championship. Batley are very strong. Featherston are very strong. <laughs> I was just looking there at Feather, excuse me. Featherston actually had four or five Leeds players uh, playing last weekend. So a dual reg and uh, long situation. We've not had that this year. So I, I think Featherston benefited through that. Batley are a dead strong on his team. So again, they've beaten us up there. Featherston have been strong up there. Measuring ourselves against the Super League clubs, we've got uh, Leeds down here and Hull KR down here mm. and Huddersfield away. Uh, I can't tell till we measure ourselves. That is the measure. Mm. So I, I'm excited to see it. But, of course, they're, they're, they're spending almost a million pounds more than most championship uh, clubs on their squad. How much are you looking forward to, to that London fixture? There's a, there's a number of ties, uh, one in particular that I can think of in terms of the head coach. You've got them down in, in your patch... Um, you've had I've to... already had a little really? with Brian Big Mac. Yeah, yeah, just saying, well, it's like you, you beware, mate. Even when it looked like coming to then, yeah. I've been sort of uh, jiving with him on the phone. But they've had their own uh, ups and downs leads, of course. It would have come good now, but uh, they've had a horrific injury season and they come through that now. It's probably our luck when we have their first full team out when we play them. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, I mean... I'm hoping that's a, a Sky game. It is. The, the notes that I'm looking at here, 20th of August, uh, yeah, Broncos leads, 3 o'clock Sky, it says. Yeah, they're being issued just about this morning, the actual fixtures. Yeah, just come. I, I got this email, what, sent uh, 13, 14 minutes ago. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, yeah, so that... leads down, that's our TV game. So that should be, it should be interesting. <laughs> and, I, I, I mean, we, we've said it before as well, over the years, it does seem like sometimes the London club, and we can apply this as scholars as well, up their game when it comes to being on TV. So, I mean, that, that should be a cracking fixture amongst... Uh, I mean, you know, they should all be great, but looking at that one in particular, uh, it should be an absolute cracker. Yeah, if you're a Super League, if you're a Championship player, your ambition is to play Super League. So, I'm sure they're looking to measure themselves against Super League players and uh, they'll be up for that. You know, it's a, the formula how to win it, you, you have to beat Super League, a Super League club or two, not along the championships to get back in the uh, Super League. And, I mean, you talk about, you know, you have to beat those those Super League clubs. It's um, it's difficult in itself. You mentioned that the, the spending gulf as well between Championship and Super League. Is it theoretically possible for, for a club like yours, like Lee, to really go up against these sides in the Super 8s and win and be in Super League? I mean, it's so, so tough, isn't it? I think that Lee have spent Super League money because they've had a relaxation now, as you know, you sit through the RFL that, you know, basically if they want to spend it, I think that's going to be the rule going ahead. The championships, if they want to spend it, can spend it. <coughs> Excuse me. But I think most of the clubs part-time will never do that. At the Featherstones and the Battleys, etc. It's a, it's a massive task to carry on 
if you got into Super League, it'd be extremely difficult, you know, if you didn't pay more or less the Super League salary in max. And that's money that you've paid previously with the club being in Super League. Is it something you'd be prepared to pay again? Are you looking to do that? Because that would seemingly be the way that it would need to work. You need to have a solid yeah, championship think... season, then you need to splash out, don't you, to, to try and get in there and stay in there? You have to do it. If you want to be successful in the Super League, you have to play the salary, uh, virtually the salary cap, the match. Yes, you have to do that. Yeah. Or would... you know you won't win. Would you do that again? Yes, you'd have to do it. If you're in the... if you're in Super League, yes, I would. And uh, I, I guess um, it's been a, a tough few years as well. I, I'm gutted that I've missed out on, on this year in particular. But for me, looking from the outside, as I have done this year, not really been um, on the inside of things going on, the progression of the club, it seems to be going solidly in the right direction. Yeah, we've got a massive... Uh, we've got a big team of Super League structure in terms of fitness and conditioning. Extremely good guys like Mike Eccles there. You know... Hendo and his assistants, and uh, we're geared to Super League with the structure we've got now. We've probably not got the administration and the marketing side because you you probably can't justify all that in the championship as such. But we are in the fundamental areas. We are geared for Super League. And so, with that in mind, you hope over these next seven games you can push on. Um, I don't know. What do you think? One or two big victories. Against you know in the important fixtures you know beat a Super League side that's effectively what you're going to have to do is in the next seven games. Yeah. Yeah, well, you, finishing second means you get four home games, so uh, it's quite special at the Trail Finders, the pitch etc. It's a small uh, facility, uh, very parochial, so it's an advantage. The teams have to travel down here, which they're not used to. A lot of the clubs they're not used to travelling that distance, so it's an overnight stay, which they don't normally do. We've just got to concentrate, I think, on uh, winning our home games and taking one or two away games. And, you know, everybody's got a different formula as to what will make you... uh, To finish third, you're automatically in there. If you're fourth, you've got the super game, haven't you? The million-dollar game, fourth and fifth. And if, if, I mean, what a game that would be as well. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Do you fancy that or or would you rather it be, um, be in the top three? Absolutely be in the top three, yeah. You know, the odds on the Super League you know, the million-dollar game, most times the Super League club may win. It'd be lovely to be in the... It's a big a big ask to be in the finish third, but uh, that'd be fantastic. Well, fingers crossed, David. Um, I'll make this pledge now. I'm going to get to okay. one of those games, absolutely, and I'll see you there. And I have yeah, my fingers it. firmly crossed that, um, that everything goes well. Um, thank you very much for talking to me again. OK, Ian. Good to hear from you. And God bless you in Southampton. Cheers. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 